pick your class and learn your battle points. Because it's time for the Star Wars Battlefront Podcast. Welcome to episode 158 of the Star Wars Battlefront Podcast. I'm your host, Sage Goodwin, joined by my brother and co-host, Sam Goodwin. Hello there. In this episode, we'll be going over the new community transmission, Giants Above Kakiro update, our thoughts on Jedi Fallen Order, and much more. Let's get started. Let's get started with the community transmission, Giants Above Kakiro update. Incoming transmission. This month's update primarily focuses on bug fixes and some minor content drops. What about the droid attack on the Wookiees? It's a system we cannot afford to lose. To start, Capital Supremacy is expanding to Kashyyyk. The Clone Wars will be fighting on the Kikiro Beach in an all-new way. Don't think this map is exactly the same as before, though. While it's based on the Kashyyyk map from Galactic Assault, we have made some changes for it to function better in Capital Supremacy. New Appearance Princess Leia Hope Leading her forces into battle and holding the line when there was nowhere left to go, Leia Organa has always mastered the balance between princess and general. In preparation for May the 4th, in only a few days, we're adding Leia's iconic A New Hope appearance to the game, Princess. This appearance will be visible from the collection screen once the update goes live. This isn't just a regular appearance drop, though. To unlock this iconic look, players must take part in an in-game event by capturing command posts in Capital Supremacy. The May the 4th special event will begin on May 1st and run until May 6th. Good luck and may the force be with you. We'll have more details on the event in just a few days time. So I'd like to talk about this. This is a great way to add a new appearance, don't you think? I think they should add a challenge-based appearance every um, update. I agree. I would like to see purchasable ones. And then I'd also like to see the ones that we get through challenges. I mean, that makes you play the game in a specific way, and it also adds a um, a connectedness in the community, I'll say, where everyone is trying to go for that one goal. And um, it also, with this one, it ties to completing the objective in the game mode. It's not like, oh, shoot two people in a match of capital supremacy, or shoot 20 people, or use this class for so long, it's claim command posts and capital supremacy. I think that's great. And it's a way that multiple people can um, achieve that goal as well. And so far, they've all been original trilogy appearances. So I'd like to see some, um, you know, some differentiating in that. Or maybe they can keep it this era, era lock way, and then they could make maybe prequel skins or sequel trilogy skins cost credits. That is true, though. It's an original trilogy skin, but Capital Supremacy is only playable in the prequel trilogy. Correct. And we got, you know, Hoth, the the Hoth set. Even in, like, in different, like the past game, they're releasing weird skins like Indoor and all that. Yeah. So I, w- I would like maybe see them, um, you know, change arrows skin-wise, challenge-based. But then you get into the point to where maybe they would rather it just, you know, be credit cost rather than just making it a challenge. Mm-hmm. So I'd like to see, again, tying it, because because skins in Fortnite are such a huge tie to the game, I'm going to mention Fortnite. Fortnite does it where it has the challenge skins, correct? 
Yes, it does. But it also has purchasable skins. Mm -hmm. And also, once the event has passed, that skin becomes exclusive. It also um, gives the players an advantage and a a reward to play the game in a specific way and to play that game during that span of time. Also, a statistic. The game Battlefront 2 has matched the player base it had at launch and we are edging into 2019 this year in november the game will have been out for two years that is impressive yes indeed and i definitely hope they do some kind of milestone for the two-year anniversary if the game is around that long all we know is that the game will be updated throughout july mm-hmm. i'm gonna guess it has a, it will have a player base by november still i think it will so I believe Battlefront 2015 did something along those lines. I don't recall the one-year anniversary. No, but I think they did something for the two-year anniversary. Yeah, I'm not I'm not really sure. Like, nothing comes to mind. Nothing was memorable concerning that area. But yeah, I would love to see more community uh, challenge event skins alongside purchasable skins. I think that would be great. Moving on, blocking system. Darth Maul and Yoda now have a blocking uh, effect. They can now block, finally. Yeah, it was way unfair for them. I mean, at least Yoda had some sort of, def- you know, it defused the bullets, and but when Darth Maul was over there with a secondary block, or, you know, a dodge, mm-hmm. that had no advantage over the normal, you know, circle, circle, dodge. Yeah, so that was just a useless perk for him. And he was a weak character. So was Yoda. So this hopefully will give him some more playability, and, and we'll see more play in... Uh, Hopefully they'll be better. Exactly. I would love to see. Um, I love. I love that they're adding blocking to them because consistent. Every time I play Darth Maul or Yoda, I would try to block because it's a system that carries over to every single lightsaber hero or villain, besides those two. And yes, it is a way that you could. I c- I can see them saying, "I would like to vary the type of heroes that we have in the game," but that was not the way to do that. And Yoda still has the ability to absorb blaster bolts and lightning, but he'll use his lightsaber to defend against lightsaber attacks. And then Darth Maul will use his lightsaber for both, just like any other hero. Right. Community requests. As mentioned above, this month's update has a large focus on bug fixes and balancing tweaks. However, we're doing something a little different this time. Below you'll find some of the release notes have a tag beside them that says Community Request. These changes, updates, fixes, and tweaks are based directly on player feedback that was brought up to us. Though we know many of the changes we make tend to be things players are talking about, it was important to us to flag particular ones that you helped bring to our attention or that we felt were more important to the community. An example of this might be a minor change to Ray's appearance that was made during this month's update. Thank you to all of you for your continued support of and dedication to Battlefront 2. Giants Above Kakiro release notes. New content. Kashyyyk, and then a new appearance. The quality of life is a permanent tile for capital supremacy that has been added to the main menu. Oh my gosh. But I believe it is a tile to the main menu and not actual, uh, I'm going to go to play uh, assault where like the rest of the game modes are. I think it's just a tile to the game mode or to the main screen. Mm -hmm. Hero changes. They added the ability to block for Darth Maul and Yoda. They fixed an issue where holding the block button while out of stamina would prevent the stamina bar from being replenished. Yoda and Darth Vader can now jump as high as other force heroes. Heroes with longer lasting abilities will now not be interrupted by opponents using force powers. This applies to General Grievous's unrelenting advance, Darth Vader's force choke, and Darth Maul's choke hold. 
That's interesting. Definitely, um, definitely should be that case with General Grievous. I'm not sure how I feel about the chokehold. No? Yeah, so basically they just gave him super armor for certain moves concerning <laughs> force, like all, you know, opposing force moves. Grievous really needed it. Yeah, Grievous is kind of on the weaker side. I mean, you can still do really good with him. Yeah. Um, consistently, though, I have had it happen to where I would use Grievous's unrelenting advance and uh, someone would force push me or something like that and it would stop it immediately. So I'm glad that that is changing and it makes sense for the character. Fix an issue where a hero's animation during blocking would not show properly when blocking attacks from another character. Fix issues with a description text for Darth Vader's focus rage and raise insight abilities. Fix an issue with where Darth Vader and Darth Maul's lightsabers would get stuck spinning when thrown against an enemy turret. I've actually seen that one. It's pretty funny. Fix an issue where the button prompt to perform the final move for Obi-Wan's defensive rush and Chewbacca's charge slam would not show up on screen. Fix an issue that would prevent multiple lightsaber hero abilities from inflicting damage to officer's turret. This applies to Luke's rush, Darth Maul's spin, attack, and Yoda's dash attack. Anakin Skywalker. Reduce Anakin pull, Anakin's pull dominance base range from 20 to 18 meters. Reduce Anakin's retribution range from 20 to 15 meters. Remove the push effect from Anakin's passionate strike. Fix an issue where Anakin's retribution ability could be re-triggered too quickly, leading to unwanted canceling. Fix an issue where Anakin's lightsaber would occasionally turn off during Passionate Strike. Anakin's deflect stamina has been reduced from 14 to 15 melee attacks. Is this uh, the second wave of them touching him, correct? Yes, and apparently he is still overpowered. Um, I haven't spent a whole lot in the new update. I have never played Anakin in a like a big multiplayer map. I've only, I don't even think I've played him Heroes vs. Villains. Whenever I'm playing uh, Heroes vs. Villains or Hero Showdown, I'll be in a party with my cousins and one of the cousins like always has to play Anakin. Yeah, Bo. What what's up, man? I don't gotta re- share. I don't really mind, but I really haven't tested him. But I have been, you know, people use him on me, and it's re- he's really broken. I haven't um, really experienced him since this change. But I mean, if he's still overpowered, like that's that's just you know just puts him in context of how broken he was when he was um, released. Mm-hmm. After two passes of nerfing him, still extremely overpowered. So I on on Twitter. I ask, how has the addition of a new map to the Capital Supremacy affected how you play? I haven't personally played Galactic Assault in forever since we got uh, Capital Supremacy. A uh, friend of the podcast, Ed J. Bad still. Anakin still ruins the matches of both Capital Supremacy and Galactic Assault. Been playing Galactic Assault for an hour with no chance to win as the Dark Side factions. Utterly disappointing. And that's just like another reason not to have heroes on Capital Supremacy. It is... I feel like it, they should just be removed from that certain game mode. It is a fair point in the debate on how to approach Capital Supremacy. I could totally see the advantages of just having it straight infantry. Yeah, just the just the trooper classes and trooper upgrades. Like I think that would still be fun, and I would again, I would love to see that in a limited time weekend based game mode. Like just to change, like hey, during this weekend you can't play as heroes. Yeah, and. And Anakin specifically ruining uh, certain game modes. I mean, all of his moves are designed to be broken. Like, even if you nerf them, nerf range, nerf damage, they're still broken because the core mechanics are broken. Not taking damage during a move, not getting knocked back from a move is broken. I mean, having a force push ability that can break blocks is broken. Having a fourth move is broken. <laughs> Especially against the other heroes and against infantry. He is he is so he's just like he's he's amazing. 
in the worst possible way. Mm-hmm. For him, he can take down any hero one on one. He can take on two hero, or two villains one on one. He's got the health when upgraded of Darth Vader. Yeah, it's just hard to put in words how good he is. And I feel like he should. We maybe have another round of nerfs. We'll see. Maybe actually do some things, not changing like point zero 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 one change. Instead of a range of fifth, instead of a range of twenty, we've got a range of fifteen meters. Instead of a range of a hundred thousand, we have ninety nine thousand. <laughs> yeah, Anakin still needs some work, um, and I believe that they know this as he is still consistently destroying everyone in the games. And each each hero or villain they come out are progressively better than than the previous. I mean, it, I guess you can say they're improving, but it seems like. Either, it's it's not a it's not doesn't you know provide a balanced game. Either having a ner- a nerf pass on Anakin again that actually fundamentally changes him, or go back to the previous heroes and villains and change them. I mean it's kind of an idiotic to a point how they're doing. Oh, I, I kind of want to experiment with a fourth move. If you give one character a fourth move, you need to give every character a fourth move. Have your core basic mechanics and work off of those. You can't change the parameters two years after the game came out. <laughs> Yeah, I think that's an oversight for sure. They keep breaking the boundaries that they set for themselves. You have become the thing you swore to destroy. Yeah. And I've mentioned this a lot in the past. Battlefront 2015, they added the trade system in the later half of the game. And they went and revamped every hero and villain with a trade system. If you're going to continue with this fourth ability, you know, make it for every villain or hero to have a fourth ability. Or don't add it in the first place. Yeah. So would you would you want them to remove his fourth ability? And they're not. They don't listen. So they're just going to continue. I feel like they're just going to continue with adding fourth abilities to every villain or hero that comes out in the future. So we're probably not going to see any touches to older heroes or villains because some of them are obsolete. To to be frank, we're looking at you, Finn. They face an issue with Darth Maul that would show the wrong area effect when performing Darth Maul's chokehold ability. And then two uh, and then two community requests for Obi-Wan. Adjust to Obi-Wan's primary attack sequence animation so that it feels faster. And then they brought back Obi-Wan's air attack animation but adjusted so that it feels faster. Chewbacca. Fix an issue where Chewbacca's charge slam ability would deal damage to a lightsaber enemy who blocks. Incre- increased charge slam damage to troopers from 150 points to 200. Increased push force of charge slam on troopers from uh, 3 to 10 meters. Increased radius of charge slam from 6 meters to 8 meters. I personally think that Chewbacca's slam should be able to pierce um, blocking. I think that was... I mean, force or lightsabers don't block blunt force of gravity. (laughs) Like, where does this stop? Um... Possible, possible uh, controversial opinion here. I would like, I think it would be a good addition to not have lightsaber blocking completely diminish the damage. I, I think agree a, with that. I think a certain amount of damage should go through the block. And then that also helps the stamina. I mean, look at it this way. Let's use some physics here, guys. Okay, um, bl- lightsaber block lightsaber. That makes sense. Lightsaber block, um, bolt, blaster bolts, that makes sense. But when you deal with maybe AOE damage or, you know, you know for, that's a good example with Chewbacca's, his, like, you know, does an AOE and it does force. 
it shouldn't be able to block that. I mean, it's kind of common sense. And even with lightsabers, like... If it blocks played, every damage. Yeah. Any damage they take, basically. Um, just like playing lightsabers with friends when you're kids, or even now, you feel a lot of pressure. If you block with a lightsaber and then they slam into it, it could slap you and it could slap you in the face. So I think allowing some damage to go through is an is a choice that I think makes sense. And I feel like they should only block, like I said, lightsabers and bolts, anything that don't fall under those categories should be able to do damage to them. Like um, blocking Han's power shot, like that shouldn't block the whole damage because it has an explosion effect. They should be able to block explosion effects or just like brute force, like Chewbacca's um, slam. I agree. Darth Vader. Increase Darth Vader's attack stamina by two lightsaber strikes to a total of 10 strikes. Luke Skywalker. Fix an issue that would prevent Luke's deflection mastery star card to work as intended. Captain Phasma. Fix an issue where Captain Phasma's staff strikes would remain active and deal damage to a target when being interrupted. Fix an issue where Captain Phasma's staff strikes would not deal a stagger animation when hitting an enemy. Count Dooku. Fix an issue where Count Dooku's lightning stun ability would not always deliver the knockback effect. Updated text description for Count Dooku's dominant star card to more accurately describe the damage values expected at every rarity level. Ray. Community request. Adjusted Ray's facial expression on the main menu for accuracy. Hold on one second. So they're taking community request for... minute details like this oh we have blaring problems with anakin but we're gonna change that um ugly ray face in the home screen because that's definitely more important priorities guys well it's also easier it is easier but oh we're gonna take community requests we'll request for anything that's not important i don't know why that's a, a highlight oh my gosh community request i almost change race i, I facial almost expression. quit because of ray's face on the home screen <laughs> i almost deleted my game <laughs> Um, again development is a difficult thing we're not we're not faulting the developers at all um it's an easy it's it's a relatively easy it's an easy fix fix, but it shouldn't be highlighted like Uh oh ray's changes today han solo fix an issue where han solo could still detonate his detonate charge while being immobilized that makes sense i think it should be a thing (laughs) yeah he's just got to touch something and push a button i feel like that should be a thing Fix an issue where Han Solo's shoulder charge ability would deal damage to a lightsaber enemy who blocks. Still, I think this should... I think this should be a thing. Yes, I think it should damage... It's unfair to blaster wielders because they... Especially in 1v1s, it is ridiculously hard. Han Solo has no melee ability except for like... He is a completely range-based character. Yeah. With a pistol. He should be able to run into somebody. It doesn't matter if they're holding a lightsaber. That's not going to block them from getting pushed away. I think he should still take damage. Update on this from Jay on Twitter. Based on a lot of great player feedback, we're going to make some changes to Yoda and Han in the May update. Yoda's dash attack will once again go through blocks and Han's shoulder charge will stagger blocking enemies. Yeah, I just feel like lightsaber wielders have such a just a powerful advantage and they keep upping this advantage with every every patch. Like they're fixing something. They're doing us you know, a justice. They're doing us an injustice. I identify as a blaster wielder. Their main focus on everything that they've been changing in the heroes has been for the lightsaber wielders, which, I mean, lightsaber combat was terrible. It's still iffy. It is still iffy. Um, 
But all of the major changes to how the game is played and the main mechanics have been for lightsaber wielders' advantages. And they're not just tweaking things. They're changing mechanics, core mechanics. Yes. Which is a sinner because blaster wielders don't have like core mechanics like they have. No. And they keep buffing them. They're completely ranged. As soon as you get close to a blaster wielder, they are done for. And a lot of the game modes, um, especially heroes versus villains, are close quarters maps. I just feel like the blocking system, how they're removing things that should do damage in reality. Mm -hmm. I believe Han Solo should do at least a little bit of damage with the shoulder charge, whether you are blocking or not. And And I think there should be a discrepancy on that. I think they should still take damage, but if you're blocking, you should take a a significant amount less damage. And let's look from a, you know, a canon or movie point of view. Obviously, Darth Vader would win against Han Solo yes. in a fight. But this is a game. It's supposed to be balanced. We're supposed to have fun here. But still, Darth Vader would get pushed back if he was slammed with a shoulder. Yeah. I mean, Han Solo might not survive that <laughs> uh, encounter, but still. I feel like they might have the mindset of being too much like the movies. When they're they're for you know the number one role should be gameplay, how it affects the gameplay, how it affects game modes, how it affects players. Yes. And I feel like they're not taking enough priority concerning that factor. When it comes to like um, blaster wielders, combat. I mean, I feel like they're way focused on which which I I I think they should be focused on the new game mode coming out, but they should pay respects to older game modes and older heroes. Mm-hmm. Not just because of the new hotness that came into school. And yeah, not just the new kids on the block. What about the old kids on the block? Yeah, like Palpatine, where's our Chancellor skin? Where is just, yeah, where's just an update to Palps? Yeah, I don't know, I feel like they just need a, one, because they're going to get in a dry season uh, here here soon, so I feel like they should take that time and really revamp heroes and villains. General Grievous faced an issue where rocket missiles and the ARC Trooper's power blast shots would occasionally pass through Grievous's unrelenting advance. Oh, here we got another instance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If you get slammed with a freaking missile, whether you are blocking with a lightsaber or not, you're going to get burned. Mm-hmm. Yoda reduced the health gained from Yoda's presence ability from 200 to 100 points. Bosk fixed an issue that would cause Bosk to do a double animation upon retriggering the predatory instincts ability. Game mode and map changes. Capital supremacy ground phase. They fixed lighting issues, sound effects issues, visual polish across the map, cinematics and battle beyond elements in capital supremacy have been changed. So we shouldn't have weird uh, loading issues with the cinematics. They have fixed several uh, collision and map geometry issues. They have fixed an issue where AI players could go out of bounds areas and teleport closer to the objective. Added a visual icon to signify AI players. I'm glad that is there. Added faction icons next to the ticket counters. A lot of stability and bug fixes are um, have been changed for capital supremacy. On the ship phase, capital ships, multiple collision fixes and visual improvements. Improved issues with textures clipping during the boarding cinematic on capital supremacy. That happens every single time that I've played. So I'm glad that that has changed. Republic Attack Cruiser fixed an issue where the wrong map name would show on the pause menu when playing on the Republic Attack Cruiser. 
Hero Showdown changes for Geonosis. Made several fixes that prevent Boba Fett from reaching high areas that are unreachable by other heroes. Again, just messing with Boba. Yeah, this this could make me angry, but then again, I played Heroes vs. Villains to where Boba Fett was the target and he was somewhere I couldn't get to. <laughs> so that that's a fair fix. Galactic Assault fixed an issue where picking up and firing with a lo- rocket launcher would also trigger a melee attack. Galactic Assault Geonosis fixed an issue where the Phase 3 objective could be could still be captured if the ATTE was standing slightly outside the capture zone. Ewok Hunt fixed an issue where the enemies would not show up on the minimap while the Ewok's Hunter Ability Instincts is active. They fixed an issue in the campaign that would cause the last of the Ion Cannon terminals to not slide down during the Dauntless mission. This is interesting, seeing some Ewok Hunt and the campaign getting some tweaks. I know. That's cool. Something that hasn't been changed at all is getting some love. Map changes. Fix several collision, map geometry, and lighting issues on Yavin 4 Indoor, Naboo Theed, Jakku, Hoth, Starkiller Base, Death Star 2, Geonosis, Trippa Hive. And look at this, arcade changes as well. So I'm really, really liking how they're making changes to these lesser, I don't know, lesser focused on game modes and um, like ar- arcade. Arcade people and arcade fans have been complaining and making their voice heard about the lack of support. So it's good to see these. Implemented several improvements and bug fixes to Arcade AI. The enemy AI will now move faster by prioritizing running and or sprinting when in certain distances from the target. They increased the running slash movement speed when strafing and running backwards. They updated the attack sequences, tweaked preferred distances from target, decreased fire delays, and a whole lot of other issues and other issues that they fixed for the Arcade AI which I think really needed it. Squad spawn changes. Fix an issue where players who have completed the boarding phase would not be grayed out on the squad spawn screen on Capital Supremacy. Fix an issue that would inaccurately show players as available to spawn on when first joining the capital ship phase on Capital Supremacy. Fix an issue where an officer deploying the disruptor ability on an enemy would show as engaged in combat for a longer period than the effects uh, last on the enemies. There are also some community uh, requests for classes. Community request. Fix an issue where the enforcer reinforcements would be missing from the spawn screen while playing custom arcade on Geonosis, and then they fixed a clipping issue when a trooper would perform the injured emote. Officer, uh, they fixed several issues on that, one of which was they fixed an issue where the officer would be awarded with a kill assist bonus when buffed, when a buffed ally would be destroyed. Heavy, fix an issue where the heavy trooper's ion torpedo would not target Captain Phasma's first order sentry droid. A specialist, fix an issue where the expert weapons handling star card would have no effect when shooting with the NT-242 specialist weapon. Infiltrator reinforcements. Fix an issue where you could get progress on Lando Calrissian's stun and attack milestone when using the ARC Trooper's shock trap. Made visual improvements to the commando droid's vibroswords, VFX and SFX, polished for the infiltrator reinforcements abilities. Fixed an issue where the ARC Trooper had no battle points price associated when playing on strike. Fixed an issue where the ARC Trooper's power at blast ability would be get deactivated if the player started dashing right after deploying with the ARC Trooper. Fixed an issue where the Stalker Star card would not function on arcade and function intermittently in multiplayer. Fixed an issue where the ARC Trooper would cool down his weapon while charging power blast. Fixed an issue where a player playing as the ARC Trooper would get a shock trap target activated even when the shock trap was deployed by another ARC Trooper. 
animation polish for the ARC Trooper and Commando Droid to fix various clipping issues. The Commando Droid now deploys a small grenade that enables a smoke effect of the smoke screen ability. Community requests fix an issue where the Commando Droid's thermal vision would occasionally get cancelled when dodging, while the VFX remain on screen. General train General changes slash miscellaneous. Community request made visual improvements to the readability of the stamina bar. Community request updated the blurred background of text menus to allow for easier reading of milestone texts. Fixed an issue where the player would be able to equip star cards from different classes by quickly switching between equipping and crafting of star cards. Implemented rich presence data for capital supremacy. Fixed an issue where the wrong VO would occasionally be heard by a second player when a player activates two emotes in a row. Fix an issue that would cause a certain key binding text string to overflow with its appropriate text window when playing the game in Japanese. Interesting. Known issues, Yoda and Darth Maul block stops working if they hold the block button before and for the duration of the abilities dash attack and spin attack respectively. The issue is being investigated and will be resolved at a later update. The Infiltrator Stalker Star Card does not grant the correct amount of health at any rarity. That is the update for Giants Above Kakiro. Overall, what are your thoughts? I think it's a solid update. Definitely a lot of changes which we haven't seen prior updates. Like this is a long list. And I feel like every update should be at least this long because there's a lot of you know tweaks they need to work on. It is a game development. And game development holds a lot of bugs. I mean, with, with with every bug you fix, there's like three more bugs that appear. Yes. 99 bugs on the wall. 99 bugs on the wall. Take one down, patch it around. 299 bugs on the wall. <laughs> so now let's get on to the main event. Oh my gosh. We... It's been a while since we recorded. A little over two weeks. We are working on making that better we're working on a consistent schedule to get recorded and get those up on a weekly basis we've just been all over the place but during that time goodness gracious jedi fallen order the trailer came out we've got some details on it wasn't always like this Three rules to survive. Don't stand out. Accept the past. Trust.
What are your thoughts on it? I've watched the trailer like five times. I think it's amazing. Definitely, I've been I've been wanting a Star Wars multiplayer-driven game for a while single now. Single player. Uh, yeah, single player driven. Excuse me. But, I mean, most of them have been canceled. Like, there's been, like, two in the works, and they've been canceled. Visceral's got canceled, and then... I think there was one that was being speculated about that kind of dissolved. No, it was Visceral's first game with Amy Hennig was announced, and they had some creative issues. That was canned, and then they uh, redid it to change focus. And then that game was officially canceled, and Visceral as a studio was closed down. Respawn has been working on this game for quite some time. But they were able to get their stuff together and release this amazing trailer. This is a story-driven trailer, the one that we've got. Uh, They will be focusing on the gameplay later on around E3 and EA Play, because it makes sense. Jedi Fallen Order follows a Jedi who has escaped Order 66 and is on on the ground, uh, his boots on the ground, trying to hide his identity as a force wielder. It's pretty intense. Respawn is Respawn's one of my favorite game developers. They handle gameplay feel like no other developer that I've played. Their games just feel so good. Um, and in that trailer, we did see some wall runnings. So we get some wall running in there, uh, which I think Respawn handles very well. Respawn, if you don't know, are the developers of Titanfall, Titanfall 2, and Apex Legends. Definitely some AAA games there. And it is not being uh, developed in the Frostbite engine. It is being developed in the um, Unreal engine. So Unreal engine, which which is really good because it allows them a lot of freedom that their uh, Frostbite engine does not so it's, they're able to do some different things with the gameplay feel and uh, how they approach the game. Completely story-based, no microtransactions, and no multiplayer. It is a completely story-driven, single-player Star Wars game. I'm, I'm, and I'm getting like a lot of Force Unleashed vibes. Same like, here. Even from graphics, it seems obviously more refined, but I'm definitely seeing some similarities there. The, I believe you can customize your lightsaber. It's a third-person lightsaber combat game. You know what else is a third-person lightsaber combat game? Force Unleashed. Oh yeah, and that's that's interesting. Like we, besides Force Unleashed, I mean, there's obviously the the Old Republic game, but most of the single-player games are like focused on Clone Wars type. Mm-hmm. You know, guns, and I'm really interested to see how they're going to execute the uh, not Order sixty six, but the lightsaber combat. Yes, <laughs> I love the look of it, the style, and the atmosphere of the trailer that the 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 world that the trailer portrayed looks amazing i got some very heavy cyberpunk vibes with it yeah definitely very uh blade runner-esque especially uh the scene where he's in the bar and hiding from the stormtroopers and yes stormtroopers not clone troopers so i'm really looking forward to this game i think it's the game that will change people's view of ea and its use of the star wars license yeah because being completely honest i mean it was i like the the main idea of the battlefront 2 campaign but it definitely struggled with some execution it did and i think a lot of that has to do with it being the first story driven thing in video games since ea has gotten the license for Star Wars. Don't get, don't get me wrong. Like some some of the um, certain missions were cool, and I definitely enjoy playing. I feel like the, the whole story was just contradictory to itself. You got bad guy. That's what I was excited about playing as a bad guy. Straight don't bad advertise guy. it as a bad guy if you're just going to turn him good guy. Exactly. 
So I, I think that was something that a lot of fans had issue with, and I'm looking forward to this new look at Star Wars with video games and uh, EA's use of the license. And it comes out November 15th. Yeah, and I really like when they announce these games with a trailer, and like it's 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 you know gonna come out soon, because sometimes you have developers that you know maybe release a teaser and doesn't come out for another year. But I'm really liking this this whole November release date. It's very uh, Star Wars movie-esque. I mean, we just got the re- we just got the trailer for um, Episode Nine, and it comes out in December. Yeah, so definitely, you know, winter Christmas times, you know, the time for Star Wars. Definitely. And I, I think it's a great time for Star Wars. I think that's about it for this episode. One last thing to mention, though. Uh, if you own Battlefront 2, you get, uh, I believe it's 10% off when you pre-order the game up until launch. So you'll be able to, if you own Battlefront 2, get a discount on pre-ordering the game. And I would wait until we get actual gameplay at E3 slash EA Play. And we'll be able to see what the game will actually be. Especially if you're just waiting to buy that one game for the year i would definitely wait until you see what the game is but thank you so much for listening i've been your host sage goodwin and i'm sam goodwin you can follow the show on twitter twitter.com slash swb podcast at swb podcast tweets news updates all that very active on there we've got 1120 plus followers on twitter come join us it's a great place to hang out we like to make a a positive community there and if you knew the show let us know say hi it's great to hear from you and um, definitely give us a follow if you want to keep up to date on the news as it happens for star wars battlefront 2 and jedi fallen order you can support us on patreon patreon.com slash battlefront podcast paypal paypal.me slash tie-dye sheep t-y-e-d-y-e-s-h-e-e-p or a completely free way that helps us out a ton and we've got a new review thank you so much for leaving that is leaving us a review on iTunes, your podcast app of choice, the Apple Podcast app. It helps us out a ton, lets other people know that you're listening, and uh, lets us know your feedback. Another way to leave feedback is... It's through our email, battlefrontpodcast at gmail.com. Our YouTube channel is also youtube.com slash the Star Wars Battlefront Podcast. You can listen to the show on there as well as through uh, podcast apps. If YouTube's easier... We have that as well. You can listen to the show on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play, or anywhere you find podcasts. As always, thanks for listening. And may the Force be with you. Community is a problem word for me as well. Community. Community. Community request. Community request. Those two in a row. Community. Community. Community request. Community request. Community request. Community request.